Welcome back to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I have a lovely episode for you today all about how travel saved my relationship with food. And before you start thinking to yourself, well, that's nice for you to say, what if we can't travel? Don't worry. This is not necessarily about travel specifically. It's just about getting outside of your routine. And so I'll be breaking that down and how you can apply this to yourself here in a moment. But before I do, I do want to let you know that the doors to my signature course, Food Freedom Evolution, are opening for those on my wait list on September 10th. Only those who are on the wait list get access to the most special price, which is, of course, the lowest price doors to everybody else open on that Monday, September 12th. So if you want to work on your relationship with food, if you are someone who suffers from chronic overeating, undereating, constantly oscillating between on track, off track, thinking of food as good or bad or feeling guilt and shame when it comes to your food choices or within your body, and you overall find yourself spending a ton of time and energy focused on food and nothing really seems to change, that's because there's something deeper there that we need to get to the root of and address. So that is what this course is designed to do, to take you from food obsessed, disconnected, distrustful, lacking a lot of confidence in how to actually feed yourself like a grown ass woman to feeling really empowered and trusting and connected to yourself, to food, and to your body so that you eat with a total sense of ease. So be on the lookout for that. Doors, again, open to those on the wait list. Go ahead and jump on over to my Instagram, Golden, which is linked below. Click the link in bio to sign up for the wait list. I will also have that linked in the show notes below. Now let's go ahead and dive in. So how did travel save my relationship with food? Again, apply this to just getting outside of your routine. Before I focused on my relationship with food, vacations or anything outside of my routine equaled a total binge fest. So I literally was off my damn rocker when it came to food. My routine, anytime every single thing was within my control, I would do pretty well. But the minute... I would step outside of that routine, shit would hit the fan. So I would have a bite of cake. And then in my brain that equaled, oh, a bite of cake. Let's just eat the whole cake because I know the rigidity and the strict routine is going to start after. I also had not developed any skills or confidence or trust in myself to actually interact with these foods because I was constantly keeping them out of the house. I wasn't allowed to bring them in the house according to me. And my rules, therefore, that was equated with I cannot trust myself around these foods. Now, to clarify, there is definitely nuance with this. There are people with beautiful relationships with food and they choose to keep things outside of the home just for ease of creating an environment that's conducive to their goals. But when they find themselves around these foods, then they're able to interact with them in a very normal manner. It's not this hedonic, oh my God, this is something I'm not supposed to be doing, guilt, shame type of cycle. So there's a distinct difference there. And I was so, so hard on myself with food during my routine times. This was often during the work week. So I went through different cycles of this throughout high school and then in college, this looked different. And then in my early 20s, this looked different as well. But routine during my early 20s when I was working in 
my corporate jobs was very much focused on the work week and then all hell broke loose on the weekends, which is a very, very typical and common pattern with women and food. It wasn't until I traveled in Southeast Asia at 24, quit my first corporate job in public accounting, decided to save up money, go travel. And I knew when I was doing that, that I would have to let go and surrender. This was not a conscious, I didn't even know what the word surrender meant or letting go. It was just something intuitively that I knew part of my purpose of going on this trip was to discover things about myself. I knew I needed to get outside of my routine. And when I was traveling, there were no rules, right? No typical access to foods, quite the opposite. I would be inconveniencing my friends, the other girls that I was there with. I also really valued the experiences I was there to have over food and my body. So this was incredibly liberating for me. It was a really, really freeing experience, something that was so deeply necessary for me at the time and in other ways in my life now. That's part of the reason I love travel so much is it forces me to let go of expectations I have on myself that are just purely created in my head. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling with your relationship with food and you feel like there are these invisible constraints around you, then I want you to think, okay, how might forcing myself outside of my comfort zone potentially help me? And I'm going to walk you through that here. To be clear, there were some fearful, uncomfortable times for sure. But before I did this, what did some of my habits look like? I was an avid carb counter. Carbs were my thing. I was making sure that I was restricting my carbs all the time. I was engaging in a lot of binge drinking at this time. That absolutely coincided with my work week, Jesse, versus my weekend, Jesse. I felt like I had a split personality. I was living two completely different lives. And that exhaustion was part of the reason I just needed to get the hell out of Dodge. I was such a downer when I couldn't control things when it came to food or my exercise. I was gripping so tightly and was very rigid. And it's, as I'm sure you can imagine, being around that type of energy is not fun for other people. I avoid, avoided quote unquote bad foods outside of my strict routine, right? So I was avoiding all the cake, like I mentioned, I distinctly remember a graduation party in high school where I could not stop eating it. And those types of foods, it was, they are labeled a no. That's how I viewed them. Very strict and controlling with exercise as well. I had this sense of anxiety unless I would be able to get a strict or a more intense workout in. I had to do something and usually on vacations even, that was okay. I have to force myself to do something right away when I start my day. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to relax the rest of the trip. It's not to say now I love to get movement in the beginning of my day, but it's not coming from that place of, oh my God, I'm going to feel riddled with guilt and shame if I don't do it. So it's not necessarily the actions here, although some of these are clearly not ideal regardless of your intention, but you can have two very similar outward actions that you see, but the intentions and the thought process and the way someone is relating to it can be positive, negative, healthy versus unhealthy. And the weekends, as I mentioned, were so stressful because I was either not socializing at all in order to be in control. So I was being a recluse, essentially just obsessed with exercise and food, or I was binge eating and drinking. So there wasn't any in between. And I just had no idea 
how to find that middle ground. I yearned for it, but I was so afraid that I didn't know even how to begin dipping my toe into that land of balance and moderation. So all of this combined led to so much exhaustion. Oh my gosh. If I could just tell you, it makes me tearful just thinking about it, how exhausted I was at that point in time. And that's the point that I needed to get to. And oftentimes a lot of women need to get to is if you're on the fence and you feel like, no, I could still keep doing this, keep doing it, exhaust yourself. Cause sometimes you need to fully exhaust yourself before you are done with your shit. And you get to the point where you say, I don't even care what happens to my body. I am so done with this mental tension. It, it just does not matter what happens on the other side of it. Now, conversely, what happened when I went traveling, I was counting nothing. And that was a commitment I made to myself that there was going to be zero counting. I don't even know if I could, if I wanted to, because I had no idea what I was eating, what I was eating. It was just purely going with the flow, counting nothing, focusing on what was available to me, and also tuning into my body. Those are the things. And sometimes those things were at odds. It was just purely go with the flow. Ease was the name of the game. I was not trying to get anything done perfectly. It was, how can I think about this as little as possible? That was the goal. I drank alcohol when it sounded really good. So it was very worth it to me. There were no rules on this either. It wasn't, oh, I'm never allowed to have a drink again. It was, okay, what actually makes me feel nourished and alive? Sometimes that was having a really good glass of wine or that was going weeks at a time without consuming anything. And of course, availability was also a factor there as well. But I was really starting to get into a mindset with alcohol of, I'm not just going to do this to do this because A, it's what's expected of me, or B, I feel uncomfortable in this moment. And so this is going to be a band-aid. I just said no more. That was kind of a cold turkey situation there, but I didn't have an actual problem with alcohol. So I was able to do that. I know some people are not able to do so. I started embracing being out of control. And I actually realized that I loved letting go of control. I was so exhausted from feeling like I had to control every little thing. And so I thought I would hate being out of control. But paradoxically, it felt so liberating and I felt a lot safer when I decided to let go and say, oh, like my body's here with me. My body's got me. You know, it's a brilliant machine here. I can lean on my body. It's going to tell me what it does like, what it doesn't like, and I can trust my body. And so being able to trust something outside of myself and not feeling like I had to carry the weight of the world all on my own all the time was incredibly freeing. I committed to meditation throughout my travels and If you're familiar at all with that part of the world, mindfulness meditation is embedded in certain parts of that culture. So it was really easy for me to learn. And I was just fascinated by the whole concept of meditation and had already been practicing relatively consistently prior to that. But I really focused on it during that time simply because I I had more time during my days there. I was also focused on other values in my life for the first time in a very, very long time. And I was starting to discover, okay, who am I when I remove myself from this environment that I had been brought up in and all the programming and the culture of the binge drinking and the hyper focus on appearance? 
I just was removed from that. I was around a lot of other backpackers, people who are, you know, living off of scant amounts of money every single day. I mean, I wore the same like four outfits for three months and we were staying in hostels. We looked grubby. I didn't touch makeup the entire time I was there. It was a real release of the external and focusing on those things. And that was so, so healing for me at the time and really, really necessary. And I let myself be imperfect with food. As I mentioned, I was, yes, focused on nourishment. I was focused on trusting my body, but I was also focused on going with the flow and not being obsessed about being perfectly healthy either. There's a balance there and that was really a piggybacking of, okay, what are my values? What's important to me? And how does food and exercise align with those? So yes, health is important to me. So is experiencing life fully. And sometimes those are going to compete with one another a little bit. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing with those competing values. But I was learning to navigate and find my way with those competing values and allowing myself to be imperfect with all of it. And that was a really, really important part of the process for me. And so when I let myself be imperfect with food and with this whole thing, I gave myself the opportunity to experience what it was like to live without the possibility of failure with food and exercise. And that was the first time I could remember in almost a decade where there wasn't a goal to be achieved. It was just purely living. I was here to experiment. I was here to connect with myself. I was here to learn. And when you're focused on the process and you're focused on learning and just experimenting, there's no way to fail. And that in and of itself can remove so much of that mental heaviness and that mental tension. Because what I often find with women and the clients I work with is before they come inside of FFE, my food freedom course, is they feel this real sense of shame and lack of self-confidence because they set such strict standards and rules and guidelines for themselves that they inevitably can't meet because they're human or they don't understand how those certain rules they're following are running completely counter to their biology. They don't know how their bodies work. They don't know how it's going to affect them psychologically. They're putting all their trust in these people who are leading them down the wrong path. And so they feel like they're failures. And so I really needed this time of just, there's no way to fail. It is just me with me on a journey. And that's all this is. And that's all it's ever going to be. And this is why I'm such a huge advocate of being your own guru. I am not your guru. I don't tell anyone how to eat, how to move. I don't shame you for wanting to change your body, for not wanting to change your body, for eating vegetables, for not. You're a grown ass adult. You get to choose these things. You get to decide what's important to you. You get to decide how you're going to live in alignment with those values. I would encourage you to live in alignment with your your values. I think that's a, a sound way to live. But if you choose not to do that, that's your choice. So I would encourage you to lean into this way of thinking of there's no way to fail because I'm setting my standards now. And if for some reason I'm not meeting my standards, maybe those standards are not in alignment with my values. Maybe those values were chosen by somebody else. So it's this constant rewriting of the script for yourself. And it's just a, a lifelong pattern and journey of experimentation and learning about yourself. And that absolutely applies so strongly with food, your body, and fitness. So how can you make 
let's say travel work for you or just getting out of your routine, let's say the weekends that gives you anxiety because you're outside of your typical routine or going out to eat that might give you anxiety or bringing something in the house that you feel like you can't trust yourself. Anything that makes you feel ugh, a little bit out of control, what you can do is use these instances. I don't want you to be thinking about weight loss when you're doing these things. So if you need to be working on your relationship with food, this is why weight loss should not be part of the equation because you're going to have very conflicting priorities here. So whether you're going out to eat, whether you're having people over, having a dinner party, you're bringing, you know, some fearful foods into your house, you're going on vacation, whatever it looks like, take weight loss off the table. This takes up a lot of mental energy and it confuses you and often leads to sacrificing life values, which is fine if you have a healthy relationship with food and you're going through a dedicated fat loss phase. But when it comes to your relationship with food, we need to focus on you getting really clear on your life values and naturally integrating that with food and exercise. So before doing any of these things, I want you to evaluate and commit to your life values. If you're going out to dinner, are you ranking you thinking and focusing on food and your body the whole time? Or is it more important for you to be experiencing the people that you're out with? Is it more important that you connect with your partner or your friends? Is it more important that you actually savor the food that's in front of you and you enjoy it and you're mindful of that experience? You're connected to the food on your plate. You're connected to your body. You're connected to the atmosphere you're around. Really get clear on what is important to you before you're going on to these things. Honoring your body is super helpful. This doesn't mean that you need to treat your body like a pure temple. Okay. If that's a a strong value for you, fully support that. If that's something where you're willing to sacrifice a little bit of that for other life values, that is like me, then that's beautiful. But we do need to be honoring our body to some degree there, right? We need to be focusing on, okay, this isn't about abusing my body and living in my head. I need to honor my body. I need to respect her. Decide how you want to handle moments of fear. So if you're going in completely blind to these situations and you expect to feel completely comfortable, this is where women go astray because they're not prepared that, oh, change is uncomfortable. I might have some thoughts or emotions that are going to be fear-based that are going to try and attempt for me to go back to my routine patterns just because that's all they know. So how am I going to handle those? So prepare yourself and plan for less control and accept the payoffs. Okay. So sometimes you're not going to feel perfectly well. If you're learning how to go with the flow and step outside of your rigidity, then maybe on vacation, you're going, let's say out on a, on a boat, going on a lake day with some friends and you decide, okay, I'm not going to pack Tupperware or I'm not going to obsess about controlling every little thing that's on there. And I'm just going to decide to engage and indulge in whatever is served to me on that boat. And I'm just going to practice. I'm going to practice enjoying making a decision that honors both my life values and my body to the best of my ability with what is available to me. This will teach you to gain confidence over time. You'll realize things don't have to be perfect. You can go with the flow. You don't have to have your perfect protein sizes every single day, everywhere you go. You can eat some packaged foods and you're not going to die. Everything is going to be okay. You learn that it's not all or nothing. 
So this is a really important part of the process. Again, you're still prioritizing your well-being. I don't want you to use this as a fuck it opportunity where you're throwing your sense of self out the window and just saying, well, Jess said to be free. And if that's actually what feels good to you is just have a free time. Let's say you're someone who has not gone out and, you know, let your, your wild self out there in a very long time. That might be perfectly in alignment with your values. And that's a conscious decision. But what I'm referring to here is when you get the fuck it syndrome and you completely disconnect and you go unconscious and you don't know what you're doing. Stay conscious and make sure that you're prioritizing your well-being, whatever that looks like for you. And make sure you're focusing on other things outside of food. Challenge yourself. Say, wow, how can I focus on the other values in my life right now? Can I pay attention to the nature around me? Can I really look the person across from me in the eye? Can I connect with them more deeply? How can I be more present? And realize there's no way to do it right This is a no failure zone. There's just your way and you're learning about yourself. A big part of developing a healthy relationship with food is realizing that you're making all the rules now. You are the body boss now. So there's no way to fail. You just need to connect with yourself. And over time, you're going to learn more and more about what you like, what your body likes, what is worth it, what isn't worth it, etc. So allow practice and allow yourself to evolve over time. And you might find that the first couple times you do this, you do feel like you had a fuck it moment and that's okay. Again, there's no failing. It's all a process of learning. The only way you're going to fail is if you are putting such high expectations on yourself of what this has to look like, you're classifying yourself as a failure, but you're only going to fail if you decide that you are right. Otherwise it's just the process. Don't focus on the outcome. Focus each day showing up and saying, I'm learning more about myself and I'm really proud of myself that I'm taking this step to become my own boss rather than outsourcing all of my empowerment to other people and to fucking meal plans. Okay, we're done with that stuff. So really hope that you take this into consideration. I know summer is winding down, but we know what comes with the fall, especially here in the States. We have a A lot of sports are kicking up in a gear. Football season is starting. Halloween is going to be here before we know it. And then we have Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all that jazz. And this is a really, really good time to be practicing all of these things. I cannot tell you how much more fun life is when you know that you can handle anything that comes your way when it comes to food, exercise, being in routine, outside of your routine, body image. Life is so much more freeing. You just get to stop worrying about this shit. The holidays are infinitely more fun. You get to engage with all the the fun foods during the holidays and with the fall weather. I love fall and winter foods so much. And I used to stay away from all of it or be so obsessed with eating it because I'd be so restricted that I would shove it down my face in two seconds flat, not even enjoy it, and then be riddled with guilt and shame and stressed about what I just did. So it was, oh, it's just heartbreaking thinking about that time that I spent there. So if that is you, know that you do not have to live like that. And I really hope you give yourself the gift of making a change for this holiday season. So try these things on. Let me know what resonates with you. Let me know if you do try these things and what your results are. 
go ahead and drop me a line over on Instagram, Jesse M. Golden. I love talking about this stuff. The fat loss stuff, fun for me to talk about as well, but really what got me interested in, in this work and what I'm so passionate about is the relationship with food. So once more, if you're interested in Food Freedom Evolution, the waitlist link is below and doors will open for those on the waitlist on September 10th. So much love to you. I will see you all in the next episode.